Hello, Puggies, and welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best-dressed pug at the porty, and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me are my puggy co-hosts, Charles and Rosie. This week, our guests are Jennifer and her pugs, Cruz and Emily. Now, this daddy-daughter team are some talented, overachieving puggies that are just adorable. Emily is learning scent work, also known as sniffer school, and Cruz is a therapy pug, or therapug, as Jennifer likes to call him. Emily hasn't been doing sniffer school for very long, but she's already won a place at her first trial. Her mum, Jennifer, shares with us what it takes to be a sniffer school champion and why pugs are naturals at it. And Cruz has cornered the market in spreading love and puggy fibres of joy wherever he goes. He visits hospitals and old age homes, giving people a much needed boost, whilst also lapping up the attention that comes with getting to sit on a human's bed in easy reach of pats and cuddles. Both are amazing puggies doing amazing things that a puggy wouldn't normally be associated with, which is why we know you'll love getting to know Jennifer, Cruz and Emily. I do want to mention that this episode was recorded as part of our live stream series. So if you want to watch the live show, then please use the link in the show notes to watch the replay. And before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter. It's in the show notes, so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. Hello. Oh, wonderful to see everyone starting to pop on already, which is absolutely awesome. <laughs> You can't, what is it? You can't be a therapy puppy. Apparently, I'm a human. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, I sometimes think that Charles, if he was a little bit younger now, would have made a really good therapy dog because he does like sitting around all day long. Yeah. Some of them just have like that personality that makes them would be perfect for it. You know, Cruz yeah. is one of those pugs. So, yeah. Oh, so he's just um, so Agatha says to say hello to Cruz and oh, Emily. Um, so we've got everyone's very interested in both of the puppies, so it would seem. Um, as um, <laughs> Charles, yes, definitely, Charles would have been a perfect therapy pug as long as it meant he didn't have to do much except for give out kisses and receive treats. Yeah. Is that what Cruz does? <laughs> Pretty much. He's sleeping at the moment. <laughs> I've just woken him up. So he's, in, he's in prep mode yeah. when he goes back. He's always ready to be a therapy. My son calls him a therapug. A therapist, <laughs> that's actually a very good name for him. It yeah. almost sounds like you could turn that into some sort of like wellness retreat. Yes, just cuddling pugs all day. <laughs> I'd be pretty happy with that, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> the worst things. So this is Cruz in your arms yes. at the moment. So we Cruise. might as and then little Emily, she's Emily. Yeah. turning around. She's like, oh, it's Sunday, mother. Why are you doing this to me? It's Sunday night. And they're just That's like it, they really are dad and daughter. They've got the they same are. face and everything. Hey, where's your daddy? Your pug daddy. So <laughs> very, very cute. Yeah. And so not on the show tonight, but they actually do. So you're a Grumble family of four. We are. So we've got two dads and two daughters. And this is Billy Bob. Hello, handsome. Billy, Mr. Handsome. Very handsome. 
and the one-eyed devil dog. <laughs> really? Hello. He's the naughty one. Doesn't look it at you. all. <laughs> Does not look naughty at all. So now that you've uh, that you've managed to cover yourself with four punks worth of hair. Um, <laughs> yep, 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 we're good. <laughs> so what inspired you to become a pug parent? Uh, it was actually my son, Cooper. He was obsessed with pugs a few years ago and we went to a pugs, uh, pugs in Perth, like, fun day thing where they have, you know, a dress-up parade and all sorts of stuff and they raise money for the rescue pugs and things like that. So we went along and um, we already had a pug cross at the time. Yeah. And we went along and one of the breeders was there and she actually had crews who she was looking to retire from showing and breeding and things like that. So we ended up with him and, yeah, just from there it was Cruz and then Emily and then Billy Bob <laughs> and Millie. So now I've been told that's it, only four. <laughs> what? We'll see. That's not fair. I know. That's not fair. So, um, so Cruz was first. Yeah. Um, and then then it goes, if I remember, then Emily. Oh, yeah, no, yep. then Emily. Yep. Then Billy Bob. Billy Bob and then Millie. And then so Billy. Billy we only got a year ago and then Millie we've had since January. So she's the, the new one. She's yeah. the baby. Is that why she she's naughty? Yeah, she's just the naughty one. <laughs> she feels like she's the youngest and she deserves all the... All the attention. Oh, just get away with it, you know. <laughs> currently trying to wrestle Emily on the couch, so. <laughs> Lovely. Just beautiful. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, about yourself, Cruz and Emily. So how did it all come about, other than obviously going to um, the uh, Perth Pugs event? Um, the uh, So how, how has it sort of grown? What was... What's the word I'm looking for? The what was the inspiration to just keep adding to the grumble? Because you really could have just stayed with Cruz. Yeah, so it just kind of um, I don't know. With Emily, with Cruz, we got because one of we had like we had a pug cross, and then we had a little Pomeranian, and when yeah. he passed away, the pug cross, she was quite you know sad and lonely, and that. So we got Cruz, and and then. I don't know, we just kind of ended up with Emily after I think it was two years after we got Cruz. We went, oh, well, we've got to have his daughter, you know, because then it would be like dad and daughter and um, <laughs> ended up with her. And, yeah, we just had the two for quite a while. And, you know, I never really, I sort of thought, well, you know, I'd like more. Once you get one pug, you can't just keep going. Never go back. <laughs> and then uh, the breeder that we got Cruz and M from was retiring and, she had Billy Bob and we'd seen him at the shows and everything and I always said to uh, my husband, you know, oh, if Billy Bob ever retires, you know, and she ever sells him, I want him, you know, I have to have him, he's so cute. <laughs> and um, when she retired, Donna actually called me and said, Deborah's retiring, if you want Billy Bob, you better ring her up. And <laughs> so I did and uh, about a week later we had him. So, yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, and then with Millie, um, Deborah again contacted me and said, because she knows that I do the rescue stuff, um, 
that she had someone that wanted to surrender a, a dog that she had been bought off as a pup, like a puppy from them. Yeah. And I was going to put her through the rescue and then she is actually Cruz's granddaughter and one of Billy's daughters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we ended up keeping her. <laughs> so complete foster file then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a ne- nearly had a few foster fails, but yeah, <laughs> I keep getting told by Stuart and Donna, no more, no more. <laughs> uh, I know Andrew keeps saying that to me, and I keep saying it's not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> I know. If I had to or something, you know, I'd really love to do something like that. But where we are, you know, really can't have any more. So. No, understood. I mean, our biggest challenge is, is Charles just can't get around like he used to. So getting yeah. more is just, I mean, like we still, we puggy sit and we yeah. do love it. And I, I think that kind of takes off the edge, getting extras. But the look yeah. on his face at the end of a weekend of puppies sitting younger pugs, he just looks at me. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Well, I've looked after like a little eight. He was eight weeks when I first looked after him and he's now about four months old and, He's so full of life and it's like, oh, my God, when he goes home, I'm just so exhausted, you know, because ours just sleep all day. He doesn't. It's the most cute little thing, but it's like, oh, adult dogs are so much easier than puppies, you know. And I think when they get to senior status and they start to really zen out, I think you forget what it's like when they're puppies and they've got all that yeah. extra um, yeah, definitely. And then they come and stay and then you go, oh, finally, I remember now. <laughs> yes, yes, they're full on and then you've got to watch them constantly so they don't go to the toilet and, yes, yeah, we're full on. <laughs> run, run away with Andrew's favourite thongs that yes. are now no longer Andrew's favourite thongs. <laughs> as I said to him, obviously you were meant to get new thongs. Like it's just as simple as that really. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want them chewed up, you shouldn't leave them laying around. <laughs> conversation we had um but apparently no no that's and I just went don't talk to me you know when all their toys are in the lounge room and then you kick your thongs off into the miasma that is the pile of toys (laughs) (laughs) so describe Cruz and Emily's personality what's what's a trait about them that you love and that really makes them unique um so Cruz is a mummy's boy as you can see (laughs) big mummy's boy oh yeah and he yeah he is actually on medication for his separation anxiety now because he can't just you know I can't walk out of a room without him freaking out so (laughs) he's got FOMO um but yeah, he, he just loves his mummy and I have to walk him. He doesn't want to walk for anyone else and he's just a big sloth. <laughs> but he's um he does the therapy dog stuff, but my son has autism and so when Cooper is feeling a bit sad or whatever, he'll just go and sit with him and it's like he sort of knows that he needs some, you know, love. So he's just yeah, he's really special. Just beautiful. And what about Emily? And Emily Emily, she's, well, <laughs> she's gorgeous, but she's a little sassy girl. She's the boss and she keeps everyone in line. So if they're not playing nicely, she lets them know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's the barker. She's the, the guard dog of the house. Keeps everyone away, don't you? <laughs> 
but yeah, she, they're both gorgeous. <laughs> I can just yeah. see a comment coming up that says, look at the love shooting out of his eyes. I know. He's always staring at me. So if I, it doesn't matter where he is in the room. If I look over, he'll just be staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so beautiful. Um, right, so let's let's talk about these overachieving puggies. So you've got Cruz in your lap first. So he's a therapy yeah. pug. And I, yeah. I, as I was saying to the other night, I always assumed that pugs would not be allowed to be therapy dogs because they shed. Oh, the shedding? Yeah, it's insane. Um, when we go to the hospital, I'm always, like, apologising to people. I'm like, are you okay to have him on the bed? Because he will shed. They're like, yes, it's fine. It's all good. I don't mind. Um, and I feel so bad because I walk away and they're just covered in dog hair. <laughs> but, um, I do brush him and stuff before we go to the hospital, but it doesn't matter how much you brush them, you know, they just shed like crazy. Oh, but, yeah, he... Um, even the fibres yeah. of joy. <laughs> yeah. so, so he's got to go through, he had to go through a test to even qualify before he was allowed to go and do do the job. Yeah, so we had to do an assessment where they had to, like, show their obedience and their um, just that they could cope with different environments that might be a little bit foreign to them, you know, like people touching them in a, in a way that's maybe a little bit uncoordinated or a bit awkward or something like that um, because a lot of the people that you, you visit are in either aged care or, you know, de- dementia or stroke victims or things like that that might not have the coordination and... Mm-hmm. Um, so they sort of put them all through in different scenarios to see how they react. And he was very, very good on the day, except when he ran into the church kitchen instead of coming back to me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they didn't discriminate against that. <laughs> Thank God. Luckily he passed the test <laughs> just. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's, um, he, yeah, we haven't been for a while because of COVID, so they because we were visiting elderly people in the hospital, we weren't allowed to visit. And we yeah. did visit for a while just wearing, like, PPE and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then they sort of said, look, we don't know what's going to happen once the borders open. Um, and so we haven't been for a few months now, which is quite sad because it was kind of our outing once a week and we'd, you know, go and visit. And he knew that that was one-on-one time and he'd get lots of treats and attention and, yeah, so we haven't been. So hopefully once COVID sort of settles down a bit, we'll be able to go back and see everyone again. Yeah. So he has to wear a special harness, I think you said, too. Uh, he's, yeah, he's got a little bandana that he wears. It's like a little um, Animal Companions is the organisation that we are with. Yeah. And so he, he's got a little bandana and a I use a particular harness and a particular lead on him so he knows when we're going to the hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that pretty much sort of sums up what he does, you know. He just goes and gives people cuddles and they all want to feed him, which <laughs> us at the orientation thing, look, you know, if you want to feed, if you want to let people feed them, it's okay, but just make something that's human safe because sometimes, you know, we've had people eating the dog treats. Oh, no. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just generally didn't let anyone feed him. Every now and then I'd let someone give him a bit of a biscuit or something, but he yeah. would be the size of a house if I let everyone feed him. So, <laughs> yeah, much to his disgust, he didn't get fed there. <laughs> oh, the poor thing. So do they allocate 
um, a certain amount of time per patient or is it all kind of like? Um, so we just generally we'd stay for about an hour and then I'd kind of try and keep it to maybe five or ten minutes per person. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'd get stuck talking to someone for ages and they did, didn't want to let him go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, or he'd go to sleep on their beds and um, he'd just be snoring away and I'd be like, oh, sorry, I have to wake him up and move along. Poke him awake. <laughs> yeah, and we used to have to try and get out of the hospital before the lunch trolley came around, otherwise that was it, he was done, you know. <laughs> you could see, I could see you dragging him down like the polished floors as he's staring lovingly back at the food. Yes, <laughs> he's very obedient except if food is around, he loses his mind, so... Yeah, he's, um, oh, yes. Poor puppy. Well, you hard done by. I know. I know. <laughs> Rosie and Charles are definitely feeling it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard life being a pug, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow, puggies. I'm loving this episode and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. Um, so little Emily, so she's an absolute superstar because she's, and obviously I only found out about this recently, the whole sniffer school thing. It's so incredible. Yeah. So we've been doing it since October last year. We started doing it. I just wanted something to do with her that wasn't super physical. Um, she's, her hips aren't great, so she can't do a lot of physical stuff. But she's super smart and, you know, likes to have a bark. And I thought, oh, that's something to sort of, stimulate her and it might just calm her down a little bit um mm. so we found scent work and we signed up for these classes and you go every fortnight and we were sniffing out Vegemite at the start um <laughs> which was really interesting and yeah she loved it and then sort of we've gone through all the levels now so she's got a master sniffer dog bandana <laughs> which apparently is exclusive and only certain dogs get wow so exclusive um, you can do. So yeah, so we did that, and then um, they've just started doing. I think it's been a couple of years now. They've started doing scent work trials in Australia, which is like a, you know, a test, I suppose. And um, so we did that, and she's doing pretty well. She got a pretty ribbon for one of the trials. She came third. She beat all the Labradors and the Huskies, didn't you? She was the stuff. That's what she was doing. Oh, she was so good. She was so good, weren't you? <laughs> but yeah, she loves it. So, yeah, it's been good. So tell us what does she have to do for the training? So uh, obviously to sniff out Vegemite, but it is, it's not just as easy as finding Vegemite or Vegemite. No. So for the, um, for the sniffer dog school, or we call it sniffer school, <laughs> sniffer <laughs> school, Um it was Vegemite, and then they can move on to uh, essential oils. So there's four different essential oils that they use in their trials. So she has learnt how to sniff them out, you know, one box that has the oil in it out of, say, 30 boxes or something, and she'll go and okay. in a trial you have a time limit to find the thing. Um, 
and you can get faults for certain things, you know, like pulling your dog away from the box that's got the oil in it or a tight lead or, you know, just rules that they have that they um, use to award places and the fastest time, you know, it's first, second, third and then qualify. Everyone that finds it gets a qualifying place. Um, but, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, so that's her ribbon that she got. Very pretty. Yes, which is absolutely spectacular. It's almost as big as her, which is exactly how it should be. She should be able to. <laughs> we didn't expect to get that ribbon and it was really cool because um, the first trial we did, she completely stuffed it up and I was so nervous that I just was a wreck and I didn't know, you know, she was like, it's here, it's here, you know, and, try, and I was wrong and so, yeah, that was, it was really nice to get something like that after, you know, missing out. Hard work. Yeah, so she loves it. It's just a big game to her and, yeah, it's fun. Which is bonding, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, yes, very. So, because I actually forgot to, um, somebody's just posted, the look on her face was, get your hands off my ribbon. <laughs> yeah, probably. She could she's probably going to get my hands off it. <laughs> absolutely owns that ribbon. And she's yes. proudly so, proudly so. Um, so does, does, that's terrible English. Does Emily need to do, or does a dog need to do, I should say, um, like obedience training before they start sniffer school or is, um, is it kind of like a natural progression? Yeah, I think, you know, like we, in our beginners class, we had a whole different variety of dogs. You know, some of them were really reactive to other dogs and needed a lot of space and so they would just, they held it at like a dog daycare. So, you know, there was lots of space for everybody some of them were really nervous and I think, yeah, it was just taking something that dogs naturally like to do, which is, you know, sniffing and turning it into a game for them and making it really fun and it just sort of builds their confidence and, yeah, it's I think just a natural kind of thing. I think if you had a dog that was really aggressive, I don't know if that would work, but yes, the lady that does it is um, quite amazing. She's a detection dog handler and, you know, has taught dogs and, sniffer dog stuff for ages so um yeah the dogs all really like her and like being there and it's just they've all kind of grown in their confidence as it's gone on and because uh, the one thing you did say was that she teaches you how to do it she doesn't teach the dogs so yeah so she basically like I mean she's got her little setup every week or every fortnight you go in there and she'll teach you how to read your dog's body language and how to, I suppose, learn um, how to read your dog when they're telling you that where the scent is, you know. And so she teaches the dogs, but also it's, yeah, it's more teaching the handler. Um, yeah. So it's going to be like Miss Emily, Detective Canine TV show coming to YouTube soon. <laughs> Yeah, I've always thought that pugs would make really good sniffer dogs, like airport detection dogs, you know. They could sniff out some food that they weren't supposed to have. and um, But I don't know, their size kind of prevents them from being, you know, they do have a disadvantage with their size over the bigger dogs. You know, there's in uh, in some of the classes, I, one of the classes I did, there was this beautiful um, Belgian Malinois, which is, you know, like the police dogs, and he was amazing and 
yeah, I think being a pug with the height disadvantage. <laughs> but there are ways around that. She's learning them at the moment. So, yeah. Absolutely. She's young enough to be agile enough to jump up on stuff too. So, yeah. And I think in, um, like in the different levels, you know, at the moment she's in novice um, level for the trials and the height of the things that they hide is no higher than 60 centimetres. So for her that's okay, but yeah. as she gets into the higher levels that might be a little bit harder for her, but they work around it and, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> no, well, you've, you've got to keep us up to date on the Facebook group because um, I just find it fascinating and I'm completely jealous that Rosie and Charles are actually too old to do it now. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> because how old's Emily? I didn't actually ask. Uh, so she'll be six in November. So she's still, okay. I mean, she's a lot older than I expected, actually. I kind of associated it with younger, sort of like, you know, the, the ones and twos age range. Yeah, we had a dog in beginner's class that was like 13 or something. She was this wow. beagle and she was super old, but she was like the best one in the class, you know. <laughs> and she was just amazing and she just potted around and did her thing and it was really cool, but... I think that's what I like so much about it is it's, you know, it's not really you don't have to be particularly sporty or anything like that to do it. It's, you know, something that everyone can do and I like seeing all the different breeds and, you know, Emily gets a lot of attention anyway. So, but, yeah, and, um, yeah, it's been Maybe really Maybe I need to find one here in Melbourne so I can take yeah. Rosie. Yeah, she... definitely. <laughs> She'd probably love it, even just sniffing out her food, you know, like doesn't have to be oils or anything like that. No, even though I don't, we've never tried her on Vegemite, but she eats most things, whether we want her to or not. So <laughs> uh, there's a good likelihood yeah. that it will work. Yes. So um, give, give um, Sniffer School a plug because I did forget to ask you what, what the school was actually called. So we do Sniffer, Sniffer School with um, the doggy lady who is uh, Fiona Cowie. So she runs classes in Perth um, and she does all different things. Like next weekend we're doing a mock trial, so like a fake, you know, trial. Just, test run? Just, yeah, test run basically. So we're doing that and, yeah, just a bit of fun and to see how you go. And when you're in that trial environment, it's quite stressful. So um, even though it's only fun, you know, it's still you get quite yeah. nervous and then you make silly mistakes and, so it's good to be in a, a mock sort of situation where it doesn't really matter if you don't do it. Um, but, yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Now, I did forget to ask you when we were talking about Cruz, you got an amazing gift for Cruz because of all the wonderful work that he does as a therapy dog. Yeah, so I had this beautiful guy that um, when I was visiting the mental health ward, he said to me one day, can I take a photo of um, Cruz and I'll paint you a picture? And I thought, oh, you know, that's really sweet. And I said, yeah, of course, you know, I don't mind. And um, about two weeks later when I was visiting, he handed me this beautiful, like, watercolour painting of Cruz and I, I was so beautiful. Like, I've got it framed and hung up and it's just such a nice gift, you know, and I thought it was so sweet. And, yeah, it, yeah, it's Hanging up in my hallway, I think my daughter's going to go and get it to show you. Because <laughs> once again, I've, for everybody else's information, I've had a head cold all week, so I've been less than 
Um, well, the puppies have looked after me, so that's so I've been less than uh, on ball. And I forgot to say to you, I'd love for you to share a picture of it because I yeah, think it's so, a thoughtful gift. It's so beautiful and it's, yeah, I love it. Um, so this is the picture that he did. Oh, my God, that is wonderful. Yeah, a beautiful man named Craig did it and... Oh, it's so beautiful. I like I've had professional photos taken of the dogs, but yeah. I think, you know, like this is probably my favourite picture that I've ever gotten. Absolutely. Of I so love the really smile. Special. Yes, yeah, that's what I like. It's just so so precious. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I have to I ask everyone and it's um it's I have to admit is one of my favorite questions out of all the all the interviews that we do, but what is Cruz and Emily's favorite outfits and where do they like to wear them? Uh well, Emily loves her jumpers. So like in winter, <laughs> she has to wear a little jumper and when you take it off her, she gets really like upset. Like she just wants to wear her little hoodies <laughs> and her jumpers everywhere. Um, and we're like, no, you have to actually take it off at some point and let your skin breathe, love. <laughs> and we need to wash it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So she's got her little hoodies that she wears. Um, Cruz, he'll pretty much let you dress him up in anything because he's just so docile. So one day I took him into therapy um, dressed as Santa Claus. Oh, no. At Christmas. Um, and he's had an Easter bunny outfit and we dressed him up as an elf one day and took him in there, which was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, uh, favourite outfit? I don't know that he has one, probably just <laughs> naked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a naked pug. Definitely nothing wrong with a naked pug. <laughs> yeah, but we like to dress him up. When we first got him, the kids would dress him up as a baby and, give him a dummy and put him in the pram and oh, he had to put up with so much. <laughs> Very well then to uh, yes, maybe no to his, his initial therapy pug training. Yeah, that's right. He puts up with everything. <laughs> oh, so Rosie's finally woken up. It's the end of the show. Oh, and we decided that, uh, hey, that we just, we're going to pull out time. <laughs> It must be, or she can probably hear dad in the kitchen and because she's a daddy's girl, so she's probably yes. Betcha he's yeah. in there eating chicken. We can relate to that. You're a daddy's girl, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Actually, I didn't ask. What are their favourite treats? Ooh, the T word. <laughs> uh, favourite treats, Emily loves popcorn. Oh, yes. And if someone's chopping up an apple in the kitchen and she hears the knife, that's it, you know. <laughs> um, and Cruz, favourite treat, oh, he likes anything. Yeah. When we first got him, he um he swiped a Nutella sandwich off the, <laughs> off the bench and ran around the house eating it. He was a bit naughty when he was younger. But, yeah, he, he likes any food, any food that you can eat, don't you? <laughs> Nutella sandwich, that's, that's impressive. Yes. Yeah, he got a Jats, like, you know, the cracker box. He yeah. got a cracker box stuck on his head one day trying to, <laughs> trying to get into stuff and he's running around the house with his box on his head. Oh, so funny. So that's his favourite outfit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know I love mean. it. Oh, he's such a cutie. He's just, he looks like a little rag doll in your arms. He's just so He is. He's there. a sloth. So I can put him over my shoulder oh. and he just lay there, won't you, darling? He's just a baby. Just Absolutely. beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Jenna. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, and Cruz and Emily, really the superstars. 
How can I? Yes, definitely. Yes. They're everywhere. Covered in fur, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's like a carpet of pug hair. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, where crazy pug ladies meet to talk all things pug. So until next time, puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies.